So, uh, it's nice that as we come closer to the supramental manifestation day, we have very naturally, organically as it is said, <laughs> entered into the chapters relating to the supermind. And these are not chapters as we know, but a glimpse, a glimpse that human mind is incapable of having. But with the divine grace, there is nothing which is impossible. And this work itself is Shurabindo's grace coming to us so that we can have some far-off glimpse of what that supreme reality is of which the Kathopanishad says when Nachiketa asks him that can you tell me about that divine being? And Yama says, Yama is the ordainer of the law upon earth. He is a child of sun. Surya. But it is in ignorance he keeps the law. He does not understand the nuances, the spirit behind the law, so he is blanket. But the real guardian of the law is Surya. He has come from him. That's an interesting story, maybe some other context we will talk about it. So, Yama says to Nachiketa, you are asking me about that, where the Stars, the moon, the sun, they appear dark, their light, their brilliance cannot stand in front of that. They will look like a dark shadow. Natatra Surya Bhati Chandra Tarakam. This is where is that fire to behold that? Because you'll be immediately absorbed in that. And then that ends. But all these questions that have been unanswered are partially answered. Shurabindo, they were waiting for Shurabindo to come and take each answer to its ultimate possibility of perfection. So one of the key aspects, because when we speak about supermind, while being in the mind, <laughs> it is, and even up to overmind is mind as we know, it is like a monkey trying to talk about a human being. So, he can look at the computer, see the fingers, find an exact correspondence, but does he really understand? Like the AI can make very nice poetries, he can write hundreds of poetries. Does it really understand what it is writing? It's just gathering information, putting them together meaningfully. and But there is something else which it misses. And we'll come to this example in a moment. For example... Someone asked the AI to write an essay on Swami Vivekananda. Few minutes, I don't know, few minutes or few seconds, it just got a lovely essay. So the question was put again, write another essay on Swami Vivekananda. It could write within a few minutes. Nearly some, I forget the number, but definitely 15, 20 essays. And it could go on writing, if you... Ask, it can go on writing a new essay. But, does it know Swami Vivekananda? That is one of the difference in the knowledge that is there in the supermind and the knowledge that is there within the mind. Mind picks up information and it puts them together, pieces them. Based on this information, it derives an inference and it calls it knowledge. And it builds a system around it, calls it philosophy. And it believes it is right, till another, some observation enters into its can and completely demolishes it. So then there is a new philosophy, then again it is demolished, another philosophy. So mind advances like that, from ignorance to a lesser ignorance, <laughs> to a still lesser ignorance in pursuit of knowledge. But for supermind, it is knowledge to knowledge to knowledge to knowledge. How does it happen? We can take an example. Before these examples, the key element in understanding Shurabindra has given us, the double, two-fold maya, the lower maya and the higher maya. This knowledge was there in ancient Indian thought. They were aware of the supermind. It's there in the Vedas. 
But what is the difference between that and manifestation? We'll come to it now. But this knowledge was lost over a period of time when this word Maya, which originally meant delimiting the illimitable, because it is illimitable, but if many have to come out, there has to be some means by which you bring out different aspects. So there has to be some power which does it. Otherwise, everything is there in divine. And if it has to be done randomly, then things can come out. For example, if it was an infinite cosmic mind, as mind we know, which is bringing out everything from the infinite, then what will happen? The tiger will walk into the home, coolly sit there, and poor Lakshmi should not have been standing so long in front of... Lakshmi, I mean the elephant, huh? not Lakshmi Devi who was standing in front of the Ganpati temple, she doesn't know that she has to just remember, I am much stronger than this guy. But she was always blessing all this, you know, living within limits. So this limitation is not just a form, but of everything in its whole movement. Otherwise imagine the chaos, if just a mind ignorantly was bringing out possibilities. There is a serpent, it begins to fly. Everything is... Because then it's infinite, everything is possible. Because we want divine omniscience to do anything and everything. But there is an order we observe in the universe. A process. Elephant doesn't turn non-vegetarian. Imagine if it turned non-vegetarian, what would happen? They live within their own places. They have their own cycle their own movement. And yet, within the limits of this movement, we can observe something that is infallible and accurate. We used to hear a phrase in, in Hindi, Ajgar kare na chakari, panchi kare na kaam, das maluka, whoever he was, keh gaye, sabke data ram. The python does not work and the bird does not engage in any activity of uh, job and yet they are looked after by the Lord. But just imagine, nobody taught this to the python that don't worry, you lie down wherever you are, food will come to you and sure enough, it, once in a month probably it takes the rest of the time it has to digest, somewhere food comes. And this fellow says, yes, yes, thanks to Dataram, <laughs> he eats it. Just imagine, if we look at this universe, we will wonder, looking at the way it is ordered. And when we say ordered, it's not just putting things in space. Because they have a movement, so there is time, there is space, there is time. It's not just static order where you have put things. They have to move. Why they have to move? Because they contain within it, form is only the beginning, they contain within it, the real idea, the seed that has to blossom through a journey and in that journey it has to go through many steps and stages. Each step and stage is likely to collide with everybody if there is no order. It does collide and yet that collision also becomes a means for a new order. Like in carom board when you play, suddenly you you, you use the trigger to hit one particular, but this goatee will hit another one, third one, then it goes into, then we say, ah, what a wonderful. So everything is so ordained when we just look at this world. Of course, when we look at it in a narrow frame, that's how the mind looks at it, surface and in a narrow frame. So it doesn't understand. It feels, what is this play? It, it gets confused, it draws its own hasty conclusion but if it waited it will see how everything in time is evolving towards something which is predetermined inside it why this knowledge is important first it liberates us tremendously there is something else which is directing the play not my own karma this was used to be my problem with karma theory one of the problems my karma determining my future. But my present is connected with so many people. So what happens to all these people? 
I may be attached with someone, I may be having, you know, angry with someone, I may have some other money transaction with someone. So if my karma brings the result, what happens to these who are interconnected? Can we imagine even a super mathematical plan taking care of all this? So something we have missed in trying to make him a super mathematical genius, a perfect mechanist. And that is the intent in creation. Shobindra uses the word real idea. Things ultimately move toward their pre-intended result. So that's very comforting. So this world does not depend on us alone. Actually we have a role but very small part. Man is a dynamo for God's work. Nature does most in him. God the high rest. Only his soul's consent is his own. We have a role to play. But that role is so minimal because the supermind is there which is predetermined things, how they will be. Therefore, there is hope. So, first thing it brings is hope. That's why Shurabindu gives hope. If it was left to man and his karma, as some people say, God created a perfect world, man messed it up, then it should have been totally messed up long, long back. But somehow, slowly the light rises greater in the east, grows greater in the east. Somehow it is happening. That somehow is because there is the secret supermind. We can draw such images to understand. So there is another image where we can understand higher and lower maya. So what is higher maya? Which is aware of the plan of oneness behind. And the see there will be three stages. Just to make it, we will read about it subsequently. First, all the actors come together in the green room or before the play begins. Everybody has told this role you'll do, this role you'll do. And what are these roles based on? They are based on something other than what the people watching are going to perceive. A person chosen to play the role of villain is not chosen because he is villainous. He is chosen because perhaps he has a robdar voice. He has a voice which can, you know, make people feel afraid. But this Robdar voice has to eventually uh, transmute into something else. But it is not at all based on what we see. So the first step is where all the actors know each other. Okay, we are going to play a role. Name of the play, Mahabharat. Okay. <laughs> I am reminded of a funny incident where once I played the role of Draupadi. <laughs> because... No girl will play the role of Draupadi Chiraran. <laughs> so they caught me and I asked them, what are you going to give me? They said, Rajbhog. I said, okay, done. <laughs> so <laughs> I stood with all the entrapments of Draupadi <laughs> till my parents came to see and they said, what? <laughs> Munna, <laughs> Munna. And I ran. <laughs> Where did I run? I ran to the organizer's uh, house and said, where am I Raskadam? Give me soon. Rajbhog. Because my only intent now was pick up the Raskadam and run home. <laughs> I don't want to be... So even while I am playing the role of Draupadi and people were very... I mean everybody does. But I knew that I am not this lady standing here playing this role. All the time this awareness is there. So the first step is distribution of roles. All are good. In that role, somebody who was acting like Dusashan was my very good friend. <laughs> so, this is how first, that is the super mind, the higher Maya. It decides, then it organizes, gives role. Up till then, at all these steps and stages, Shurabindu will reveal them in great detail. We will talk about it. We are aware. I am so and so, but this is the role. So what do I do? I must play this role to perfection. And each role, see perfection, the meaning is very different. To my utmost capacity, we had a villain called Pran in Indian cinema who never touched cigarettes. 
never drank, was an extremely fine human being. But he did all the negative roles. Next step is, now where does Avidyamai comes in? She says, if you keep remembering, you are Mr. So and so, you can't really do this role. So what does an actor do? He forgets himself. He becomes the act. He can't do otherwise because he'll be all the time, you know, he is supposed to shoot his friend. He can't do it because that's part of the play. He can't do it if he remembers. Now, if he knows, but he can't bring out the perfect emotion, perfect feeling, the bhava, the mudra, everything. So the next step is complete forgetfulness. And that is the avidyamai maya. See, the difference is so subtle. So when one is playing the play, one is so identified with it, that one forgets who one is. Expand this into a large level in one life. I am Mr. So-and-so. I am big man. See, I am getting down from a big car and big uh, whatever, big, 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 I don't know, big paunch, for example. And then when I come to the ashram, everybody should look at me and think. Suddenly on the gate they ask, who are you? Where is the gate path? Then only one thing. (laughs) Your Aadhaar card identity doesn't work. Where is the gate path? So all this big man comes crashing down. Nobody has asked him. Everywhere he flaunts. Going through the traffic rules. He breaks. But here he has to walk inside. And all that is helpful is that are you, do you have the visitor pass? Are you a guest of the ashram? That's what originally it means. Then suddenly, I am a nobody or somebody. or So this is how in one life we play a role. And when we play this role, we should play it well. That's what we read. You must embrace the lower maya. If you are a king, you are a king. You can't, a king can't start weeping in public. He may feel emotions. But as Cleopatra says in um, toward the end, you know, when Julius Caesar has died and this boy says to leave him and she has herself chosen to be bitten by the snake and this boy is all perplexed, eight year old, what does he know, what is happening, what has happened, suddenly everything has collapsed and he is on the verge of tears and she tells him, you are a prince, you are not supposed to cry, you are a prince. So this happens in one life. But then, if we have played the role well, quits, then we are given another role. See, because we are so identified, avidyancha mrityum tirtva, after doing several roles, we realize, Are it's a role. It's okay. We come back, have a cup of tea with the fellow with whom I was having a big bash. Uh, we are sitting together because you are conscious that we are playing a role. In real life it takes long time because we are so badly identified. That is what avidya is. That is the delusion. But all the time there is something else in us which knows. But that is forgotten. But vidya is when I know who I am and yet I play the role. That's what Shri Krishna tells Arjun. He uses the word delusion. What is that delusion? This delusion. He tells Arjun. Why at this point of time? You want to run away under the influence of Gandhiji and all these people. You are a Bharat. Descendant of Bharat. You, your role here is Sabhyasachi. Sabhyasachi, by the way, very interesting name. He could, one way is left hand, arch, hand archer, also both hands, ambidextrous. He says that, hold the Gandhi, this is why I have prepared you. You want to run away from this role? So it shows two attitudes. One is when we discover, feel we are deluded. We may want to come out of the play, oh my God, this is so terrible, everything. This is the rule, or, uh, this is what the traditional mystic lore will say. It's a terrible play. Come out of this somehow. 
But the higher mysticism, the higher vidya will tell you, no, be inwardly free and yet play the role as a jivan mukta. And when you play the role, conscious of the role, conscious of the one, having no enmity or hinsa in the heart, then what happens? Sarva dharman parityajya maamekam sharnam raja. Aham twa sarva papibhyo mokshishyami masucha. So this is a very liberating thought that there is higher maya and lower maya. Instead of leaping from the lower maya into the, oof, this is terrible, I want to just run away. We need to first embrace the lower maya, play it well, then enter the higher maya. I am not saying that those who have the aspiration have already reached that point of transition. But we should not, why this is important is because the Gita says something very interesting. Na buddhi bheda. Don't try to delude people who are on the journey. Meaning thereby, what does it mean? Catch hold of anybody. Say, have you heard of super mind, supramental manifestation? Try to convert them. There is a great yoga. and That fellow will neither remain mental nor supramental. He will become inframental. He can't use his mental faculties also. Mind has its place. He will be lost. And then he will be after you. Tell me about Supermind because you told. And you have to end up saying, Baba, I don't know. I read it somewhere. <laughs> so this doctrine means step by step, stages by stages, we become ready to go beyond this veil of avidya which deludes us like Arjuna is deluded at one point of time. And at the end, what does he say? He says, Nashto Moha. Why his moha is gone? Because he sees the Lord doing everything. Then he realizes, Oh, I thought I am, a, I am the doer. I am, will be the doer of demonic deeds. I will be the cause of so much of harm. Suddenly he realizes he is doing it. I have to play out my role. I must play it well. It is very good that he has chosen me for such a nice role. That also he explains. For ages they have fought together. And there is a role Duryodhana has to play, but none is condemned. Today's Duryodhana has is a potential tomorrow's Arjun. Every saint has a past and every sinner has a future as they say. Why? Because things are developing in time. Where will they develop? Based on the original idea. That original idea is all good, all divine. All contraries unite there and become God's face. But they have to go through each its own law of development. So that is the supermind. So from these little glimpses, we can understand the different, uh, the reason why Shubhendra used the word supermind. Now another aspect is, of course, when we enter the higher vidya as a jivan muk, then we are ready for the next level, supramental manifestation. If I remain tied to ignorance in the ignorant way, if I am Mr. So-and-so, we need not talk about supermind. We are still laboring under the law of mind. And the purpose of mind is to master the animal in us. That's what we should do. Then the next step will be the higher maya. Unless we call it quits. We have a choice. Go out of the game, halfway through, fine. But only a fool will go halfway after the picture interval. Because up till interval, hero is being beaten. So you have not seen the real fun which is going to come, maybe in the last scene. So there are people, so that's one kind of mysticism. But the other who plays slowly and realizes that I am only just an tool. See, these are practical implications of the supramental, knowing about the supermind. But who is the player? The player is he. A very nice Urdu couplet. Aiso chatur khiladi. He is the player behind every mask. Then who wrote the script of the play? He is the author of the plot. He is the player who becomes the play. Who is acting in the play? He has become many using multiple masks for the joy of the play. What is the play due to? For, for delight, for increasing the delight of being. If I am wrongly identified on this side with Avidya, for every 
happiness i seek i will get two sorrows at least free of cost and as i evolve for every happiness i'll get 10 sorrows why because now it time that's how it is well we may blame it on karma but it's not karma it's a grace pain is often a grace not that we should seek it so then a time comes when we make a transition into the higher maya higher maya we are always conscious of the one we may even if there is a fight because such is the role i have to play there is no enmity there is no hate there is no spirit of violence even if i am engaging in an act of violence i still know that behind him also there is the one but yet i must act why because through action i'll end up fulfilling that real idea which is in me and in each one this doctrine of supermind is so beautiful jivan mukta is okay but then these roles will take me towards my own truth ultimately emerging if i don't act then it doesn't work out we'll be compelled to act and if we find some mystic door to escape then we have gone back not fulfilling the real purpose of our coming into the play and when we go back like that denuded abandoning the play what will he ask us will he be very happy ha thank god you realize no my maya you have come he will say okay one more apparent failure okay i'll take you back you are too tired so this is the gospel of the supermind there shobindo takes the meaning of this play to its ultimate level we have hints of this even in the vedas what is the hint in the veda because from there also we understand there are some practical implication the vedas describe the supermind as the sun the physical sun so normally we think sun is only light and heat that's the way we look at it would this planetary system have emerged without the sun what was sun before this planetary system emerged we go back to science it was a mass of tremendous energy called the nebula mass of tremendous energy it burst forth and we have the planetary system if you were to ask the sun what are you going to do sir are earth will come all with greenery season seasons something coming out of you will create seasons wait 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 and we know that then a whole process where sun is at every stage so it's not just a vision but also an action supermind is vision and will together what it sees it executes but mind we know today morning i decide and not even tomorrow morning tonight i forget like that famous sadhak oh stopping cigarette is very easy ha huh? so easy i do it every night i stop cigarette it's so easy so like that <laughs> but supermind as the creator is vision as well as will and everything that has emerged see that's why we are so worried now we talk about global warming the rays of the sun just look at it that could not have been but for the sun and its varied relations as earth rotates slowly you know it becomes cooler and this water coming from that tremendous mass of heat and light and then out of water life begins to emerge the seasons come all becomes green and brown clad body of earth and then we emerge somehow and we think we are the creators that's a different story altogether so this is a beautiful symbol sun sees everywhere and in all things and it not only sees it also reaches out so the supermind is all pervading and all comprehending that's how somebody asked in that question that where does 
where is God? So, light a candle. Tell me where is that light? It is everywhere. On all sides. It may be dim in the corner. It may be brighter, nearer. But it is everywhere. So, the sun is all pervading. Supermind is all pervading. Moon, the spiritual mind, no. It has a relation only with our earth. It has a reflected light. So the mental consciousness cannot be all-pervading. It can open to the light even in intuitively. It can receive intuitions. It cannot be all-pervading. But sun, I am talking of example within a solar system. These are all analogies. It's all-pervading. It's all-comprehending. Something of the sun is in everything because everything is immersed from that mass of heat and light. So it is there in everything. Another thing which they said, very interesting, or even before that. So how do we go near the sun? So Vedic Rishi said there is a there are two ways. We have to learn to bear the heat, isn't it? Very simple. So how did we do we learn to bear the heat? By learning to hold within us all the energies in a tapas. What happens when we do that? It comes from the word tap. Not throw them away, this or that activity. When we learn to hold the energy, it engages in tapas. And we can do it even during action. That's the beauty. So there is a tapas. So when there is a tapas, we can, we learn to slowly become ready. But if we don't engage in tapas, God has plan B. Plan B is either do yoga or have roga on the way through bhoga premature bhoga <laughs> leads to roga ultimately tena taktena bhunjita this world is made for bhoga but bhoga in the divine sense for ananda so then what happens roga comes so what does roga do tap jhar inwardly also ultimately it prepared the vessel it's a cleansing process through which it prepared the vessel so there is these two preparation of course man should choose the way of the tapa that way tapa and surrender will come to later so this is the second thing we have to be prepared to receive there has to be the right distance if we go too near we burn burn away if we go too far life cannot blossom then there is the third thing third analogy which is given in the Vedas so Vedas have used a word Satyam Ritam Vrihatam Truth Right Vast So what is that truth? Truth is the real idea in each one of us We don't know it So we wonder why has divine chosen us There are many better people Honest evaluation because he doesn't go by our surface evolution evaluations thankfully he sees the truth inside mother speaks of that she says that i see that little center in the in your heart she does not select or whatever everybody is selected i mean for an immediate this thing based on anything outer that's how arjun says why you are giving it to me you gave to vivaswan now you are giving to me, see sir, some mistake you must have done. Vidur is a very, he knows, he is a Mahatma. And Bhishma, my God, I can't even imagine taking a Pratigya like him. There are so many seers and sages, why you are giving to me? I am a very, you know, not <laughs> that strong a character. Maybe I am multifaceted and a good archer. And then what does Krishna say? He says, you don't know something about yourself. What is that something about himself? He says, together as Naren Narayana, we have fought the battle of the ages. These things are not just uh, expressions of some deep feeling that Krishna has for Arjun. Shurabindo to Charu Chandradat, who was with Shurabindo as in, in the revolutionary movement, they used to call him chief. And, uh, but he got very annoyed. Why is the chief left and gone away? Though Shurabinda has written everything that whatever was needed he had done. But he got very annoyed. He said, I'll never talk to him. 
So somebody told this to Shurabindo, do you know Charudati? He says, oh yes, of course. He is one of those who stands in the front rank of humanity. Someone with whom I have fought the battle of the ages. When this letter goes to him, he bursts out crying. <laughs> My opinion of the Lord and his opinion of me. And as always, the wife is the sobering factor. She says, I was telling you, you are very restless, write to him. You in your ego were not writing. So he writes to Shurabindo. And Shurabindo says, see that play goes on. But I believe that you drink, you, you smoke hookah. It's not permitted in the ashram. I hope you know that. He says, I am a master of hookah. I am not its slave. <laughs> the second test was mother. Freedom fighter. Revolutionary. Here there is a French lady. <laughs> I won't touch her feet. Shubhita tells him, have you met the mother? Hesitatingly, he is standing in the queue thinking, Mother, I can't be like these people all bowing before you. I can't do all this. Huh? I am sorry, but French, I can't you know, bow down <laughs> all this. Mother sees the intent in the heart that there is a genuineness inside this man. As he goes there, he forgets all French, Indian, British, <laughs> Columbia, all gone. And he is her forever. So you see, so there is this real idea manifesting through lives and there is the right time when it bears fruit. So the Vedas use the word Satyam, the truth inside, which was not, there were so many revolutionaries, they couldn't be, to Gandhiji, Shurabindo did not uh, allow, uh, he did not give him darshan. People wanted him to meet. But first time Shurabindo gave a very nice excuse. I made it a rule, self-imposed rule that I will not see anybody except the disciples. Even them I see only on four days. So they said, no, no, it will be nice. He said, he will come with all those political big wigs, all this. I don't want that. It was very nicely divine diplomacy. <laughs> and then another time also somebody asked him, Again, he said, see, it will disturb the atmosphere of the ashram. Wish it. I can see. But Charu Chandradat, who has apparently been annoyed with him, he is brought in. So this is how the divine sees the play. We see on the surface. That's why I keep telling people as an aside, whoever is here, whoever has turned to Madhuranishwar Bindu, don't look outwardly. There is something, he whom the divine has chosen, something the divine knows, we don't know. I was taught this in a very strange way. We'll read a passage, but I'm just into <laughs> Dilip Kumar Roy to go to his, uh, in Pune, somebody requested me from the ashram for his cassettes. I said, oh, he turned, he did not accept the mother, I don't want to go. But then it was ashram work, so I had to go. So I go there. Still that shrinking. Suddenly, Shurabindo opened a door inside. He said, see, you love me, isn't it? I said, of course. I love him. I have accepted him. I said, oh my God, what was I doing? It opened a door inside. He whom the Lord has accepted, who are we to? So, it changes that that is... Truth. Truth is not my surface personality, my momentary role, all these things. Satyam. Ritam. Each thing is ordained and ordered in a certain way. That is the rit. Comes from rhythm. There is a rhythm of the divine that has set things into motion. The more I deviate from the rhythm, the more my life becomes disorderly, chaotic. Because I have deviated from the rhythm. From now to bring it back to the original rhythm, there has to be a greater chaos. Because I am happy with that chaos and the divine has to bring me back. So there will be another kind of chaos. That's what we see in the world. So deviating from that original will which has preordained. Why do we deviate? That's a different story. We will come to that. Everything should be in the answers. So there is a rhythm of everything. Look at it now in the new rhythm of creation, Chatur Yuga. Now in this Yuga, we see it is India which is rising. Why? Because there is a new rhythm. 
just can't help it. It's not about this or that politician. Things will happen. Everything will be used for this purpose. Because it's a new rhythm that has been set into motion. There were different rhythms. So, time cycles, Chatur Yugas, nations have their rhythms, collectivity has its rhythms, individuals have their rhythm, men, countries, continent, the choice is imperative. Truth or the abyss. Truth means select that which you have been ordained with. Like for instance, the mother said, America, it is meant to, uh, you know, uh, give material, um, you know, sansadhan, what do you say? Material things for the good of the world. When Swami Vivekananda said the same thing, when they said, oh, we are going to send some missionaries, so he said, we have a lot of jnana and jnanis, huh? we don't need that. We need money for the divine work. Give money. It did not. Still does not. It has unfortunately supported the adversaries. But the divine will is going to prevail because now if you don't follow that rhythm, then you are going to be smashed. So that's how rhythm, individual life, even for childhood, young age, we had studied all this rhythm. So rithchit. And then there is vrahatam, vast. And what is that vast where everything is in its place? Not the vast of the waste paper basket. We should be wide, therefore, you know, all is good. Let's meet together, have party. That wideness is the wideness of the waste paper basket where everything is thrown together, pell-mell. Wideness is not confusion. Look at the sky, vast, vast, vast. Every star in its right place. Vast goes with rith. Without rith, it's not vast, it's chaos. So what happens when we look at this vastness? What is its implication? If we want to be a candidate of a higher life, I'm not using the word supermind. The least we have to be is come out of all narrowness and enter into that vastness. That's one of the conditions mother said. Wideness. Secondly, because we have to follow the movement of the divine rhythm within us, we have to have plasticity. I cannot say I'll remain stuck in this activity. Why? Because my parents wanted it. Why parents wanted it? Because my grandparents wanted it. I have to follow that inner leading, plasticity. Of course, if I can have the divine command, wonderful. But that inner unfolding of truth. So, vastness. Plasticity. And third, truth, satyam, now in the reverse order. I must listen to this truth which is in my heart. Why the heart? Because one of the descriptions of supermind is, and it's very beautiful. He is, it is seated in the heart of every creature. It is hidden in the atom. It burns in the stars. This whole world, everywhere the supermind is there, even in the atom. Why? Because otherwise the atom will not obey. Everything in this world is preordained. By what? By the supermind. And it just doesn't just say, okay, it is always there behind, even when it allows a certain degree of freedom in human beings. That's for a different reason. Yet, it is always there behind and because of this, Whichever way we may do, go, not that it should be an excuse for that. Actually, we cannot go beyond a point. Because the supermind is there, there is hope. Um, uh, I just uh, couldn't help, I just flew with the... But we'll read uh, at least one passage, then after the break we'll read passages. Page 131. A principle of active will and knowledge superior to mind and creatrix of the worlds is then the intermediary power and state of being between that self-possession of the one and this flux of the many. We can not only infer and glimpse that truth, but we are capable of realizing it. We may by a progressive expanding, this is important, narrowness will not help us. Progressive expanding or a sudden luminous self-transcendence 
mount up to these summits to unforgettable moments in unforgettable moments or dwell on them during hours or days of greater greatest superhuman experience the door to have a glimpse is the psychic being if the psychic being is on the surface we can have a glimpse of the supermind mother's words when we descend again there are doors of communication which we can keep always open or reopen them even though they should constantly shut but this is for individuals individuals have glimpsed shubhendra himself has entered their doors have been opened so what is manifestation manifestation when it becomes available and accessible as a permanent part of earth that is the difference and we'll talk about it later <clears throat> since this consciousness is creatrix of the world it is the creator when we say creator we are referring to the supermind but we don't understand the creation because we understand it through the lower maya keeping our ego at the center so we don't understand but where we to dwell in the higher maya vidya and without abandoning avidya being in the world but not of the world of the divine while playing with everything and everywhere whatever role he gives to us in perfect detachment and yet in perfect attachment to the lord and his will then we it will become evident what is this play of the lord in avidya we cannot understand so we have to go beyond it it's not it must be not only state of knowledge but power of knowledge that's why we see in vedanta is all about knowledge knowledge end of knowledge what about power what is the end of power tantra comes in and talks about power but at the end it says this power is only to release you to the lord why because you see the lower maya then the moment you go to the higher maya it is beyond is the lord and you go into it but the higher maya belongs to the lord it is the lord in active operation so uh, we see all that in savitri very beautifully and since mind to is created out of it mind must be a development by limitation out of this primal faculty and this mediatory act of the supreme consciousness and must therefore be capable of receiving itself back into it through a reverse development by expansion mind has come out of supermind and therefore it can go back by reverse process it's a mind is a narrowing down and a forgetfulness but if it expands then it can enter back into that state okay one more sentence then we can stop <clears throat> so we have the vedas okay this is page 133 the divine nature has a double power now you use these terms synonyms because depending on which side of supermind you are seeing divine nature we can use the word the divine nature has a double power a power of a spontaneous self formulation and self arrangement which wells naturally out of the essence of the thing manifested and expresses its original truth and a self force of light inherent in the thing itself and the source of its spontaneous and inevitable self arrangement practical implication of this is in the ashram it was very simple when one went the mother gave a work if you say mother but you know i am highly qualified somebody asked ved prakash ji in the dining room we know he was a professor in economics and mother gave him this work in the dining room so some people were are you are being underutilized this is the mental way no you are being underutilized you are a professor you should teach economics are that economics does not apply here this is a different economics the divine economics <laughs> so he said you know the mother has given me the work that is just needed for me and so on and so forth so there in the ashram the training that whatever work mother gives take it as a grace in the present context also it applies if you come to the ashram be ready to receive whatever wherever whatever work is given because that's what it means it's a training in life also it applies 
wherever we are, whatever role we are in, don't complain, grumble. Play that part well and when the time comes, you will shift. Because that's how life unfolds. So there is a spontaneous welling based on a law of truth. We don't understand because we are covered by avidya. So, but divine nature arranges thing in a different way. And then finally, do we have a glimpse of this supermind in our life? Did the Vedic seers speak about it? Yes, the Vedic seers seem to speak of two primary faculties of the truth conscious soul. How do we know that truth conscious soul? They are sight and hearing. But what is that sight and hearing? By which is intended direct operations of an inherent knowledge describable as truth vision and truth audition. Again the mind will say, oh God will keep on speaking, having conversations. No. Suddenly in flash I will keep seeing visions. No. What it means is revelation and inspiration. So he reveals that. Besides, oh no, truth audition, truth vision and truth audition and reflected from far off in our human mentality by the faculties of revelation and inspiration. Inspiration, why it is called truth audition? Because you hear through the inner ear, Shrotasya Shrutra. There is an inner ear. It hears. Hears me not that it is hearing and transcribing. It receives as an inspiration, words, everything. That's how Shubhinda says when he wrote. He said, even if the corrections have to be made, they have to be made through the inspiration and intuition, not by a mental uh, understanding. So this inspiration and intuition, which descend, the Vedic Rishis speak about the Sapta Sindhu, the seven rivers, which enter the ken of the aspirant and express in speech and act and all the manifold activities and truth vision. Truth vision is a revelation, like a flash. That's why it's called as a truth vision. In a flash, suddenly a thing is seen. Simple example. Every one of us at some level has experienced it. The most common. We come to mother. In a flash, in a photograph, in her eyes, what do we see? What has seen the Divine Mother? We don't know. That is the truth conscious soul. We are not outwardly conscious. Later we may wonder, Are, maybe this path, that path, that. But otherwise this flash, which reveals a truth. Who am I? Child of the Mother. It's a revelation. There is no logical way to convince yourself or others. It's not based on anything external. It's based on a truth vision. And of course, truth vision extends to everything in this world. Through revelation, we can know many things which right now we do not know. So we'll stop here, come back after 10 minutes and we'll continue.